going on, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of Pints and Putts. On today's episode, we have Mr. Brad, Mr. Bradford Wilson joining us. Uh, we had, we shared some laughs. We also had some serious conversations, some conversations that, you know, we need to have um, just in general and especially in the golf space. By the way, if you're listening and you're not subscribed, you should subscribe on, you know, Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen. Also, please leave a review. Leave a review on Spotify or no, you don't leave reviews on Spotify. You leave them on Apple. Please leave it on Apple. That would be greatly appreciated. All right. Thanks, everybody. King Wolf Creative presents Pints and Putts, a podcast for golfers and craft beer lovers. Hosted by Burke Cullinane and Justin Bedard. This is Pints and Putts. You can crack it whenever you want. Yeah. Whenever you want. If you want to crack it now, that's I'm up to you. I'm cracking it now here at Cracking it now. Right, we'll crack it now, too. 9 How's it going, man? 950 for you. It's a this is a lunch beer for us. It's almost one <laughs> o'clock. So, but uh, hey, how's it going? How are you doing? Uh, I'm gonna be doing great in about two minutes when I have this first <laughs> sip. <laughs> no, I'm good, man. Uh, thank you for for inviting me. And Dude, thanks for coming on, man. It was super cool. I, I I think I uh, I think I found you from Eric Eric Anders Lang's like Instagram story or something. And then watch, okay. I watched your dear golf video and I was like, dude, this guy is like golf needs this guy right now for real. Oh man. So, that video, <laughs> that, that video is awesome. One, like the production and everything. The editing is great. You're great. I mean, you're an actor by trade, right? So yeah. Yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Um, I, I, I'm slightly disappointed with the, the feedback I've gotten because it's all sounded like that. <laughs> it's all been like, oh, everybody's yo, like, bro, like yo, dude, it. you're doing great, man. Like, we love your stuff. Or like, yo, Deer Golf was dope. And I'm like, I worked hard to get these haters. And I, I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I spent time. Scared. I wrote a script, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. I wrote a beat sheet for this. Like, <laughs> where are my haters? kind of like... Like you did have like a lot of flow to it. It did kind of feel almost like a freestyle, almost. You know what I'm saying? But like maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe, maybe everybody got scared. You just like shook shook their bones or something. I don't know. I guess so. Um, but the feedback I've gotten from who I've gotten it from, I think, is the best tell that I'm saying the right stuff. For sure. Like I've gotten invited to sit in meetings at the PGA. Um, I've met with TaylorMade. I've met with Wilson Golf. I've met yeah. with, uh, yeah. So like, it, like it, whatever, however, uh, you know, the message has landed. Whoever's ears they've landed on, they're the right people because they're asking me for my opinions now. Yeah, and that that, that means I've said the right things. There you go. <laughs> And you have you got two of those videos out, and you're also posting on YouTube and all that stuff. And love, I love the Instagram memes that you got going. The whole the, the Dude, whole it's hilarious. meme, the ace. <laughs> no, no, it's not a meme. It's a real. That's real. It's not edited. Wh- which one? The hole in one with the glowing. Oh uh, yeah, ball. yeah. Oh yeah, bro. You had to be. <laughs> you, you just weren't in that foursome. That's all. No, I just wasn't there. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, would you mind just kind of like 
introducing yourself to maybe some of the people who don't know who you are, a little bit of a background on, you know, what you do um, and all that stuff. Sure. Um, my name is Bradford Wilson. I'm based in Los Angeles. I am an actor, a writer, and I just talk shit on the internet. <laughs> oh, I love that last one. Yeah. Talk shit on the internet. <laughs> yeah. I, mo- mostly about golf. I should say that. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you get into golf? Man, I grew up in a, a, a in a town that had a public course. So um, the, the adjacent neighborhood is the one that had the, the, the golf course and, uh, the, the town itself was built as, uh, basically an extension of Fort Dix in New Jersey, like Fort Dix at the time, like they had the air force base, they had the army base and tons and tons and tons of black families moved to that area because they were drafted or you know recruited whatever and my town was like overflow Mm. and it just so happened that in this town robert trent jones built a public golf course oh wow (laughs) i would run by this golf course because i played soccer as a kid so i stayed you know very active and running by this golf course every day as a kid just like piqued my curiosity and yeah we had family friends that had played and my grandmother was the one who encouraged me like you got two options you got serena williams and venus williams or you got tiger <laughs> woods which one do you want to be because i i'll float you you pick i got you That's that was awesome. kind of her her mindset so uh, she got me my first set of clubs and we lived so close to that golf course. And I just, I would hit up the range. I'd sneak on at night and, and, you know, play the par three. Like I had no idea what I was doing, but it was enough to keep me curious. And like I said, this town mainly African-American. Okay. So the golfers at this golf course were mainly African-American. So I, my my first entry into golf, I I had already felt welcomed. I had right, already felt right. like there was a place for me here because I had seen Tiger Woods and like I could tangibly see black golfers in my hometown, and that gave me the the green light to like okay like golf could be cool. Yeah. Then and I started playing in high school with my buddies, just like hacking up the courses in, in South Jersey walked onto my college golf team and quit golf for about four years after college, uh, picked it back up because one of my students at a school I was teaching at asked me to play and start a golf program. So I did. And that was about four years ago. So here I am. <laughs> that's, that's so cool, dude. How, how old were you when, uh, your grandmother got your first set of sticks? My first real set was 14. We had a Okay. We had a family friend that lent me like a ladies set of clubs when I was 13. Yeah. Collected dust, didn't know, you know, I I had no interest at the time, but 14 when my grandmother was like I like you go get fitted, you go see the people at the golf store, you know, you let me know what they say. 
and I'll write you, I'll write you the check. <laughs> Cause she was like, you know, she's not going to go to the store with me and like ask the right questions. And like, so she was like, just tell me what you need. I got you. That's and awesome. So, it, yeah. It's, it's so, it's so cool to hear like kind of everyone's stories on how they got into it. Cause I mean, a good amount of time it is a family member that gets in you into it to some degree. Like yours was much less on the, you know, you had a family member playing, but you had a family member supporting, you know, whatever your dream was, whatever your future was. And that's, that's something that as far as the young players, like that's what gets them into it. You know, any, anyone can give someone a set of clubs, but if they don't, if they don't push you in the right direction, let you follow your dreams and support you through it, like it's not going to stick. It's not going to stay. So I'm glad, I'm glad that your grandmother was there for you on that because the, the game of golf is definitely a better place since you've gotten involved. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. That's 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 the hope. But yeah, she. It's so. It's so cool that I have that grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's so cool to know that, and you know, in telling that story. Um, that compared to the vast majority of white golfers that I've talked to have a similar story, whether it's their right. grandmother or their dad or their, you know, uncle, like someone to uh, nurture and foster that relationship with golf from a very young age. Um, I wasn't signing up for like junior golf tournaments and shit like that, but right. someone to say, you can do this was enough yeah. for me. Like, and, and I think that that's missing from um from the black community with regard to golf uh because i see it in other cultures like it's 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 a thing that's like done by the family you know and you know junior golf camps or junior golf tournaments or whatever like that's a that's a regular thing Mm -hmm. um so i'm i'm just grateful to have the experience that i had just someone to say Here's what you need. Like, here's the equipment. And, you know, I can't teach you, but at least you have the tools. Right. Right. No, and I I mean, ultimately, I think that that has gotten you kind of in the mindset that you are because it it was your own drive that really pushed you to get into the game of golf. But um, one thing I kind of wanted to touch on because you had mentioned, like, your first introduction to golf, I think, was probably kind of unique where you were introduced into the golf at a course that had a very prominent uh, amount of, you know, black golfers. What was it like when you got into uh, college and you walked onto your college team? Was it a different feeling? Yeah, I was curious about that. Yeah. I was having this conversation with a a childhood friend of mine uh, the other day. Culture shock is not fucking cute. (laughs) It's not cute. So culture shock is, is the word. Like I was in Catholic school from fifth, no, I'm sorry, seventh through college. Okay. So I, in that regard, like I was used to being the minority, but golf was like, kind of like my thing 
you know, kind of like this thing that I had, like in my hometown, there were people at my church that played, like, it was a kind of this thing, like, oh yeah, it's like this activity for us. That's really what I felt as a kid. Um, so to walk onto my college golf team, I felt like I kind of have something like that they didn't know about me. Like I had something that I could prove. Um, I'll be, I wasn't very good, but I was, you know, I, I served, I was the morale guy, you know, <laughs> I, yeah. I kept the locker room, I kept the van, the bus, the plane fun, you know, and I, I'm very proud of that. But I was bullied and harassed and looked at by my own teammates, let alone, you know, private clubs that we would go practice or play at. Man, that's just... Yeah, so it it was like, it was really difficult for me to, to navigate that. Like, yeah. So what that looked like, what that ended up looking like was me just going along with it. Mm. Yeah. Because I now, didn't know any better. Now, you had mentioned that you kind of stopped playing golf after college. Was that along, you know, did that contribute to you stopping playing golf? Was, you know, what you experienced when you got there? Yeah. Um, it it kind of felt like bait and switch. Like I, I found, I felt like I found golf. I had this relationship with golf. Then to go and play with people who are better than me, who I wanted to play like and spend time with and be around for them to treat me the way that I was treated was, uh, was a shock. Like, um, it was, it was really hard to, to just bite my tongue every day in practice, you know, like, and even harder to, train myself to be a good golfer so that I could compete. Albeit it was a it was a division 3 golf. There was a division 3 school. So mm-hmm. it's not like these guys were, you know, Q school level. Right. But we had guys shooting in the low 70s. You know, yeah. th- these guys were good golfers. So I learned a lot just from being around them. So for, you know, the number 1 and number 2 guys on my golf team to like jokingly rap the n-word in front of me like oh, daily was oh. like you know it, it was kind of shitty and yeah yeah so so that experience was like man i'm done with golf like i'm not very good anyway you know you start talking you start talking to yourself like that i was like man i'm i'm done with golf like i i was conveniently moving across the country and used that as the i'm leaving my clubs i'm done so what was it like now this you it's almost like now that you're back in it from just my perspective of now hearing your story it's almost like you're using that experience and other things that you're seeing online and on the internet as kind of like a fuel for for you now is that is that the case for sure like what yeah talk a little bit about that maybe um i i started the page in december 2020 um after spending the the year the 2020 the year um consuming 
so much golf YouTube content. I discover channels like Good Good and Peter Finch and Rick Shields and the Bogey Brothers. And I was watching them every single night. Like I couldn't get enough. Yeah. Um, eventually, I, I got to a point where I was like, man, I want to find like some like good, like funny black golfers. Yeah. Like, cause these, these other, these other channels had personalities. I was like, yeah, like I love this. I come back to it every night. So I'm like, all right, where the, where the black YouTube golf? Yeah. Like nothing. I'm like, no. right. wait, let me <laughs> nope. try this again. Let me try this keyword here. Yeah, Boom. Like yeah. nothing. nothing. It wasn't out there. So I'm like, that's interesting. Like there, there is a, there's a void here. Like, yeah. Uh, I knew that needed needs to be filled right still still yeah. still needs There's, to be filled you, like very yeah, empty. very very yeah there's there's like three of us out there <laughs> and i have them all my contacts you like roger Steele, right yeah yeah they're the, they're the three that like come it's to like mind. me hackerish bogey brothers roger oh, bogey brothers, brothers right <laughs> you know yeah. that's it that's it yeah. so i spent i spent 2020 consuming all this golf content realizing there's a void realizing i had something to say i had a story to tell and i have the resources to tell it um that and seeing the stupid memes that i would like scroll past and yeah like all of it the part that's missing in the story is how active I was last summer marching in LA. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Um, Black Lives Matter protests became a daily thing for me. Yep. So, so it was, you know, morning I'd work out protest in the afternoon, come home, and and unplug by watching golf YouTube stuff. So yeah. I I took all of that, took my past experiences, I took the the void of not seeing black golf YouTubers and that that activism fuel. And and I also discovered RuPaul's drag race during quarantine. So Okay. Yeah, because you're big on you know drag yes. and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Yes. So all of that combined into this Kamehameha of, <laughs> of, a, of a golf channel that you see now. Power <laughs> so level yeah. 9,000. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, that's, that's what it was, man. Last year was like transformative. I, I, I lead off of Dear Golf saying that. Like yeah. 2020 was transformative. I never yeah. in a million years thought I'd be talking shit about golf on the internet, right? Right, and like and like getting opportunities from it. No, it was it was it was interesting. I feel like my uh, my upbringing in golf is probably a little little no, like non normal compared to some like some of my my peers and stuff. Like I just kind of played with my dad, and we would always go play in Twilight. So I was never I was never on like the high school golf team. I was ne- I was never a part of like any of like really like the golf like I didn't understand like golf stuff you know like so last year really got into it um and 
Like some of the whole thing, like the whole cart girl thing. I was like, what is, what is with this? What is this? Like, why is, why are we talking? Like, that's just, would you ever talk like that in, in normal life? So I didn't understand, like, and I still don't, don't like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I'm, you know, agree with it in any way, shape or form, but I just never understood it at all. Still don't. And then, and then when everything that happened last year, like now I'm, now I'm standing here on the first hole and I'm looking around and everybody I see is white. And like, it started to give me more perspective on like, like thinking about like all Black Lives Matter and George Floyd and all that stuff. It was like, I go out to lunch, all my friends are white, you know, maybe there's like, you know, every now and then there's a person of color, but for the majority of it, everybody that's around me, white. Mm -hmm. Everybody that I play golf with, white. So it was just, it was, it, it was kind of like a hip check towards me too on like, hey man, like, wake up. Yeah. That's very Boston of you, hip check. <laughs> hip check. <laughs> yeah. That's very mid-Atlantic. I'm not a hockey guy, but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking yeah, man, of, this crazy, is delicious. Crazy, crazy time. So this is delicious. Yeah. Sorry, we. Yeah. I, I want to. I want to finish this convo, but I also I need to tell you, yeah, yeah. y'all picked a great, a great one for me. No, so I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, it was it was between it was between uh, a pilsner, which I know that you you said that you like lagers and pilsners, but I was like, let's throw a little bit of a curveball and see how he likes this Hefeweizen. So I'm glad you like it, man. And you said you had had the Dunkel by yes. at one point, right? Yes, that's wild. That's crazy. They don't. That's not something they make very often. So the fact that you've had that is, that's that's a that's a weird little yeah, coincidence, that, I guess. There that Dunkel, like I'll never forget how good that was. So. <laughs> Uh, beer is a, I went to some so beer garden in Philly. Philly like, or something? Yeah. yeah. And I you know, I I drank Yingling, you know, so yeah. like That's a great beer. I love Yingling. I love Yingling too. Uh and that beer garden in Philly had these German beers, had a flight of them, tried this dunkel. I was like, gimme that. What's the big yeah. I, I was like, I don't even know what this thing is called, but I want this of that. You got the that big Stein. <laughs> yes, mark. the Stein. Yeah, that's what it is. Give me that. Give me that of that. Yes, give me this of that. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Was it was it like a pop up type of event, or is that like a year round beer garden down there? No, nah, it's called Frankfurt Hall. It's like oh okay, I've heard oh. of that. Yeah, it's like oh. it's like in Fishtown. I I want to say like the San Francisco of Philadelphia. <laughs> That's the yeah, area of gotcha. of the of the city that this beer garden is in. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to check that. My wife has she's lived all over the country, but she lived in Philly for like a majority of her life. So like we go down there quite often. So I'll have to I'll have to try and make a pit stop yes, down there. Please do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I do want to talk about uh, beer and and some other things in just a bit, but I would love to. Uh, just kind of, I guess, you know, I don't want to wrap up the conversation because I don't think that is, it's it's an open-ended conversation right. that I would love to, yeah, hear your take on. Oh, well, uh, on... Just like, you know, like, um, you know, like here, here I am and I'm just like looking around and noticing like now I'm starting to see yeah. like the actual problems and I don't know if that's because I was, I didn't have that, like I wasn't involved in like golf 
activities or like any leagues or anything growing up or even you know now like last year was the first time that I started seeing and I think a lot of it had to do with with what happened last year but it's just I'm noticing that there's a there's a lot of problems yeah and 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 it's a it's a it's a white male problem right like there's a there's a lot of sexism I think and then there's an equality problem yeah um it's you saying that uh, tells me that the movement worked. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know what your personal life looks like. I don't know what, you know, where you bank or like where you get your produce from. Like, Media and all Yeah, stuff. like, but the fact that we're having this conversation, the fact that you said your eyes were opened, the fact that you took a second to look around means yeah. that all of the noise that we made last year was worth it. Um, and I hope so. I mean, I would, I do think that my stance is, is more, you know, I'm, I'm more liberal on a lot of things. So I'm not really like a, a, you know, I'm not on the other side. So it's kind of, I don't know how, how beneficial, even just for somebody who's kind of already on that, on the stance of being more liberal with a lot of their views. Like, how is that? How is it on the other side of the spectrum with people who don't align with my, you know, ideologies and stuff like that? Yeah. So that's what I'm curious. And I don't know if, if you've, have you experienced that at all? Yeah. You know, I, I grew up in a, uh, well, the town I grew up in was predominantly black, but my social circle, like from high school and college was not. So. Okay. You know, and, and, you know, high school and college, those are your formative years. So, like, that's where you that's where you form those friendships. And, unfortunately, I picked shitty people to to, to be friends with. Like, the, yeah. they were literally the people that loved having me around because I was black. That, yeah. yeah. And it was disguised as, nah, man, like, you're my brother. Like, you're, like, we, we go back, you know, since eighth grade. And it's like, yeah cool but you were silent all last year my phone didn't ring once you didn't text me you didn't you didn't check in on me you know like folks that would come to my house and hug my mother were silent yeah so so all of all of that all of the noise that we made last year having conversations like this are enough to let me know that the message was received and and the waves of change are coming <laughs> you know like i really i really really do use yeah, that as motivation so. for the content that i make um and you know that of course there will be people on the other side disagreeing with me and um and trying to poke holes in my argument fine yeah. my hope is and there always will be by proclaiming some lofty idea or some lofty goal for people that look like me. Yeah. The truth is somewhere in the middle. Like if I, if I'm out right. here saying, um, Titleist needs to hire more black people or, you know, you're, 
the chief marketing officer of the PGA Tour needs to be a black woman. Maybe that gets a black woman hired in the marketing office because currently I know they have none. So the truth is somewhere in the middle. And if that gets somebody hired or that that opens a door for someone, I've done my job. How has the support been as far as people reaching out? Have you had a lot of people reaching out, sharing similar experiences, stories? Like uh, even maybe people from the black community, community or, from the from the black golf community, just in general. Um, I have more people that look like you guys, honestly, telling me, yeah. okay, okay, yo, man, I had a like I had the same feelings. You know, as a college golfer, man, I saw how people treated cart girls and I saw how people talked like in the country club and like I couldn't stand it. And that's why I left or, um, yo, man, like I'm not black, but I'm half my I'm half Korean Mm -hmm. and I see that shit, too, and it affects me and I may not be black, but. I feel uncomfortable when people have conversations like that around me too. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Yeah. Um, Mostly thank you for, for doing what you're doing. Thank you for posting what you're posting. Um, I had one kind of like jarring, yo man, this video is way off base. And it was from like a, like a notable golf personality, which was kind of shocking. Yeah. Um, someone whose content I had consumed over the last year. So it was like, interesting. I'll be unsubscribing. (laughs) Yeah. So they like disagree. They disagreed with you. And then when I asked, they're like, this is, this is your, yeah. Like, wow. Yo, dope concept. Um, but you're way off with some of the stuff that you're saying. And that's cool. Like it's okay to be wrong, but like keep up the content, man. Great work. (laughs) <laughs> like that's just what like how am i supposed to take that and what do they they probably look like us right? yeah yeah and, and yeah. when i asked like yo what specifically did you disagree with or open invitation to hop on instagram live like you have a big following it could be cool to chop it up with you a little bit crickets yeah. i got crickets no kidding so, mm. so it was just a blanket statement thrown as a quick stab and nothing to come back yep. with it and they continue to follow me and, and and watch my stories so i'm just like wow all right um i guess you're not really about that life <laughs> yeah like it's okay to, to yes. believe what you believe and you know that's that's fine i'm i'm open to healthy disagreement but like yeah, but if you don't if you don't have points or facts to disagree about, if you're not able to provide some context of why you're having a disagreement with that particular, you know, thought process, then it doesn't equal anything. Yeah. That is just your that's just your opinion at you that point. You will fart in the wind. And any anyone can fart. Yeah, <laughs> any any anyone can come up with an opinion. Doesn't mean it's factual to any degree. Yeah. Let's let's talk a little bit about 
some some beer and, and some other things just kind of shift the conversation into a, a different direction then we'll, we'll kind of come back to everything that we're talking about so we play this little game usually when we like crack the beer we usually crack the beer like a little uh later into the episode but we we went right into the conversation which i love <laughs> um and we do this little segment i don't know i don't know how much of uh the episodes you've l- listened to but it's kind of a newer thing it's called pint breaker it's just a question game where we talk about like you know flavor taste buds and and golf let's do it um so the first question is uh what is your drink of choice and it could be non-beer could be beer could be non-alcoholic whatever whatever it would be but sit down what's the beverage that you're eight out of ten times drinking give me lemonade 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 like fresh squeezed yes yes like like the kind of lemonade that like electrifies your tonsils <laughs> like mm. that kind of lemonade <laughs> <laughs> that mucus inducing lemonade so, do you, um so you grew up in new Jersey. okay so did you have wawa when huge when wawa like, guy yeah yeah dude oh, i yeah. love the wawa iced tea lemonade oh yeah anytime i'm down in jersey yeah anytime i'm down in that area like i i get like Three quarts. Yes, the the little the little quarts. You know, bring it back. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man, we used to. That was like. Remember when when lanyards were a thing, like for your keys, you'd like hang it out the pocket, like you have like a cool lanyard. The the look in South Jersey was to have a Wawa uh, court of I or whatever, (laughs) and and your lanyard hanging out like that was like you're a South Jersey boy if you did that. (laughs) <laughs> we had the so I kind of I grew up in like more like the hard the hardcore scene and everybody had the carabiners and their keys were clipped to their like their belt. Got you. So you'd have like just fifty keys. It just looked ridiculous. It was stupid. <laughs> I don't know why. Looked like a damn janitor. Yeah, literally, literally, like, why do we think that was cool? You open know. any door. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Equality for all. <laughs> yeah. Um. Next question's favorite favorite golf club in the bag. Also, I do have a question. Uh, answer that question. Then I got another <laughs> spinoff question. Favorite club in the bag right now is my three wood. All right, all right. It's a it's an R eleven. Um, I've had it for. I had it. I had it when I left my clubs in New Jersey. I've had that club since two thousand thirteen. Taylor okay. Taylor made R eleven. Yeah, yep. I got the R7. Oh, oh yeah. Very. Yeah. Hey, as long as you can hit it. Club, like, ah, yeah. That's all that matters. I could smoke that. Yeah. Thing. It's like the only club that works. So you just get, did you just get, did Wilson send you stuff? <laughs> are, you, are you not at liberty to say? I mean, I was going to, I was going to wait and make this whole video and like, you know, I mean, you, we can just can not wait. talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we, we, can, we can move oh, on. Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm happy to talk about it. Wilson okay. blessed me with a whole new set of wedges and awesome. irons and a putter. I'm that going to get fitted so cool. for woods and a driver. But Oh, that's oh. awesome. Yeah, they, they, they blessed me, man. They, they, they hooked it up. 
You uh, you had played like that nine hole match with your friend at that par three, right? And and I remember you saying something about like Wilson, if you want to, you know, Brad, yes. Brad Wilson. It just I was like, we can make then, this a family then, affair. Like, and the next thing I knew, crazy. Wilson Golf was in my DMs like, yo, what's in the bag? <laughs> no kidding. And I was like, nothing that can't be replaced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing that I'm attached yes. to. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck these clubs. That's, that's, so, <laughs> that's so sick. Uh, all right. Next question. Salty or sweet? Sweet. Okay. What kind of sweets? Baked goods, candy. I'm a I'm a bakeaholic, man. Cookies, cakes, muffins. What really my my thing is a cheese Danish. No kidding. Mm. Cheese Danish. With a with with a cup of coffee. Oh yeah, yeah, black coffee. Cheese Danish. Like on on my deathbed. Give me that. That's what you want. That's what you want. I'm so serious. All right. That's a big statement. <laughs> that is a big statement. <laughs> I feel like you're a, a while away from that. Right, right, like, right. You're certain. You're so certain that's what you want. All right. I have no idea what I would want if I had to, like, my life. Oh, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't pick. I couldn't. That's. That would be the death of me is trying to yeah, pick it. You'd be, you'd be sitting there waiting. <laughs> they're like, Justin. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I know what I want, and then just <laughs> too late. Um, okay, you got to pick one: par three, four, or five. Five. I swear, everybody. Yeah, it's the general it's the consensus. General. Yeah, I, I, just that R eleven, man. I <laughs> I get busy with that thing. If I can, if I can get it out there like two forty, two fifty, then then it's just. I've cut the hole in half, and it's iron play and wedge play at that point, and I'm scoring. So that's it. So you'll hit you'll hit the three wood off the tee on a par five. Currently, yes. Me and my driver, we're not talking right now. So oh, <laughs> it's three wood all day. Yeah, we gotta wait. We gotta wait for that fitting day. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Figure something out. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, you already answered this one, but we can talk about it. You take your coffee yes. black, ne- never cream and sugar. I do. If I'm, there's this grocery store right on our corner that has the um, the non dairy creamers right by the checkout mm. and the exit door. And I rarely go to this grocery store, but if I'm there and I'm like. I'm getting some things and I look, I'm like, all right, yeah, let me get this almond milk, vanilla, caramel shit. Let me, <laughs> like, yeah. I fall for it every time. So, uh, if I'm just, if I wake up and I'm starting my day and I go to the kitchen, I brew a cup of coffee, I'm just going to, like, nine out of ten times, I'm going to drink a black. Um, yeah. But on occasion, if I, you know, crack the fridge open and I, I see the creamer in there, I'm, yeah, let me, let me sweeten up my morning. You said non-dairy. Is it? Is that like? Do you do you not consume dairy as much as humanly you just possible? The almond. Yeah. Um. I try. I try to to go plant based as much as I can. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Um. I was I was like vegetarian for like well, like I don't even know like three and a half years or something. Bro, same. I was. What what yeah. years were you vegetarian? 
Uh, okay, so I gotta th- I gotta think about this because the reason that I kind of stopped is because um, my wife at the time she was my girlfriend. Uh, this is kind of a little side story. So she's she's half Korean. So her her mother and her aunts like are like immigrants, and they cook. Like Korean food is just meat and and vegetables. Side, <laughs> yeah, and vegetables. So like you can only just eat the vegetables for so long, right? Right. Basically, and I went and visited. We went and visited for Christmas one time, and like her, my wife's sister is like a fluxitarian or whatever. So she just is a normal person that chooses when to <laughs> right, right. Yeah, chooses when to label her. There's a word for everything. Yeah, a little shade, but like so. My wife told um, her aunt that you know I was like her sister, so she made like a bunch of fish stuff. So then now, then I ate fish, and then it just kind of now I eat meat again. But I was anyway. Sorry, that doesn't even answer the question. <laughs> Would you? Uh, what years? years yeah. I just pulled up a calendar. What? So two years ago is when I stopped, right? Yeah. So I would say 2019 was when I stopped. Okay. So 2000, to probably 2014 or 15 to 2019. And those were better years for for plant based eaters. I was a vegetarian so? in 2009, where the okay. only oh, thing oh, around yes. in New Jersey oh, was Boca Burgers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get what you're saying. My, yeah. My wife's sister is vegetarian, and that's like for the longest time it was the Boca the Burgers or Boca whatever Burgers, other frozen, frozen, gross turkey, nah. fake turkey, tofurkey, yeah. nasty. Yeah, yeah that's I what did it have was. the tofurkey. I did eat that on Thanksgiving because there's, I mean, there still wasn't. If anything. you get that tofurkey right, it slaps. It's pretty it, good. like it's really a, with the gravy. With the gr- with like the gravy the and the gravy, and the, the, and the stuffing, you know. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you get I, it just I mean, right, yeah. But yeah, I, the key is the gravy. The key is the, the gravy. Gravy, because otherwise it's super. Dry. Yeah, and and the key with the gravy is to like take their pack and add your own flavor yeah, to yeah. it, because yeah. it's yeah, it's go. not it right out creative. the pack. Yeah. So, <laughs> so do you do you, do you are you still? You just kind of like, are you a fluxitarian no, now? Is that? I, I would, you know, the thing is, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even label myself. You know, like I, I would just, I eat yeah, what I eat. Just, like last night we had salad yeah, for dinner. It's a smart thing to do. And it was fire. Like this morning I had eggs. Yeah. No, it's always funny because he'll ask me like, sometimes we'll get breakfast sandwiches and I'll get like the whatever not real sauce. Oh yeah. So I, and I still get that. And he's yeah. like, he's like, why are you doing that for? I'm like. Yeah, you got the impossible. I mean, I think <laughs> there's no there's no reason. Yeah. There's yeah. this one there's this one breakfast place. Um, well, it's a coffee shop, Shelburne Falls Coffee, and they like make they've. I don't, it's just always been phenomenal. I don't know what it is about it that their veggie sausage has just been so great. But I won't even like I've gotten the regular sausage sausage since I started eating meat again, and it's just not as good as the veggie one. I don't know what it, I don't know what they're doing, but it's just it's crack slaps. cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's just some addictive like traits in yeah. there that it just it just <laughs> long 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 conversation about coffee right it's right you got us out of cool, control man. real Eating fast based yeah. <laughs> no that's cool I'm, i i think that's cool that like you don't put a label i just always kind of i always make fun i've of never even heard of flexitarian before 
It's just like you just. It's just I'm not gonna. Well, yeah, not, well, I'm not it, here to shit like on her. Annoyed, like, why are you gonna put a label no, yeah. on it? Like, like, it's cool. Do what you yeah. want. I just, yeah, I had I never heard her. of it. It's great, but I'm just like. It's like what? I am a flesh human. What? what? <laughs> 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 like what? <laughs> you're so you're. <laughs> So you're a human being? Yeah, I'm a flesh human, though. What? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I'm all, hey, whatever people want to, you know, right. themselves as that, I have no problem with Right. I, I I do truly live but by that acceptance and equality. A fluxitarian, but like, <laughs> a fluxitarian just doesn't make sense. We got to apologize to this one. Whatever. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> All right, equal, uh, what would that be? What would that be? Um, food, food equality. Food equality. Right? Sure. I don't know. Right. We can't make fun yeah. of people who classify as. <laughs> yeah, we're as a fluxitarian. We're, we're reaching. Yeah, now. we're reaching. We're reaching. Yeah. <laughs> Stretch Armstrong. All right. Um, how how do you tee it up on a par three? Do you use a broken tee? Do you use a tee? Ooh. Do you not use a tee? That's a great question. I prefer a broken tea. Um, okay. Mainly because I rarely come prepared with teas. And same. And it I use that as the excuse to when I'm when I'm walking up to the tea box, like if I so happen to find a broken tea, it's like whew, I don't have to ask my playing partner for right. tea number 11. Like <laughs> Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but have have you found they're getting harder to find? Yes. Yeah, right? Yes. And I, I don't know if it's because people are using the plastic tees now or what, but they're hard to find on the par threes yeah, now. Yeah, my favorite course in L.A. is called Roosevelt. It's a nine-hole executive course, and they put those little boxes with the, like the mesh oh, yeah. on the bottom for broken tees. So... I don't have to look very hard to find my broken tea at Roosevelt. Like I know somebody is going to leave one behind because I'm somebody that does that. If I have a fresh tea and I break it, I like I'll snap it and flick it. Like I do the mm. same thing. I snap it and I throw it next. I, I always throw it next to the tea block because I figure that anyone walking up yes. to the tea block is going to find it laying down yes. there. You don't want you don't want to get up to the tea box, realize you got your ball and you have not prepared to tee your ball like that's a and i'm not someone who confidently hits off the deck on a par three so i need a tee okay anything to make it easy exactly right? yeah tee my ball up man who said this? some some famous golfer said that jack nicholas i think so yeah um well, make it easier for yourself spice yeah yeah something like i think he was like why make yeah something about i think it, it was either nicholas it might have been Arnold Palmer. I'm not One sure. Of One, One of those guys. guys. Anyways. Yeah. One of those guys. Uh, spicy or sour? Damn, I had to think about that. Um, mm. I'm going to go sour. Sometimes. I knew you were going to go sour. You were because of the lemon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You said that you like the lemon. Yeah. Uh, partly because spicy. I'm allergic to some chili peppers. Okay. And uh, it, I like my mouth breaks out. So like Oh, whoa. Even even if like my girlfriend she likes she likes super spicy. Um if we kiss after she's had something super spicy, I feel no my lips way. like Yeah. I'm very sensitive. Damn. 
Yeah, so I, I, I'm going to wow. go sour to, to save my face. This is the money maker right here. All right, there you go. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Can't, be plan- can't be messing exactly. with that. <laughs> um, what's your take on music on the golf course? Um, as black as possible. <laughs> uh, I, and I mean that from every genre, too. Like, yeah. One of my favorite things to listen to on the golf course is James Brown and Prince. Oh, All right. I love Hell James yeah. Brown. Um, my cousin, who's a, who's a little older than me, much better golfer than me, started listening to James Brown. <clears throat> and I shot my personal best playing with him listening to James Brown. So I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to James Brown oh. now. <laughs> yeah. So... Have you have you heard of so do you like like kind of like the funk? Yeah, I mean that that's just one example. Like, I, yeah. I like James Brown. I like um, Alabama Shakes. I like oh, uh, phenomenal band. Uh, fucking uh, Thundercat. I like. Okay, you got some. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So so it's it's yeah. all over the place, but. It's like it's like kind of mainstream, but not mainstream. Like the good kind of mainstream that not a lot of people tell. I'm kind of a nerd with music. Got so you. Like this is cool to hear. Yeah. yeah. Have you heard of that? Have Have you heard that new project with Bruno Mars and Anderson so Park? Uh, what's it? So uh, leave the door open. Soul Sonic, Silk Sonic. Oh, woo! I'm gonna leave the door I was when I s- <laughs> slaps. I uh. When I saw that, I was like, "Please tell me," because I love Anderson Pac. Like I, I've, I need those two to tour. I was listening to him when he was Breezy Love. Yeah, I need those two yeah. to form a super group. I think they did. That's a whole. This is gonna be a whole album. Oh no, shit! I thought it was just a one-off. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. So I did some digging. I did some digging. That's gonna be a whole album. There's also another song out. There's like a, it's just called Intro. That's out right my now. My soul is ready. That, it's like Silk Sonic. <laughs> my soul is <laughs> ready. <laughs> it's going to be so good. And it's so cool that he like plays the drums and like... I think that's so like cool. Anderson at the same, so sick. So sick. I was supposed to see him once, but the person I was going to go see him with bailed. And like we live like kind of far from Boston. So like I didn't really want to drive all the way out there by myself. So I ended up selling the tickets. But I'm really kicking myself in the feet for that because I was like kind of before he started blowing yeah, up. Anyways. Damn. Yeah. He comes to I li- yeah. we live right off Sunset in LA and the Guitar Center oh, is right there on. and he like regularly yeah. will pop up here and like we can hear him from our apartment. That's that's so Yeah, cool. well it's pre-covid obviously, but like yeah, he will, he'll randomly yeah. just like Yeah, yeah. do a show up there. Damn, yeah, damn. it's it's cool. cool. Damn, so you got all the all the all the classic venues. Yeah. Right, right, like right down the street from your yeah. house. Greek theater is like five minutes from us. Uh, um, oh, nice. Hollywood Bowl. Um, mm-hmm. Even like theater, Pantages, right down the street. Like, yeah. it's, yeah, we live in a good area. <laughs> what? So, okay, I, I'll, I'll, we'll finish. I do have questions okay. in regards to all that stuff, but I'll, we'll finish this little game. Um, we only got two questions left. Okay, this will be interesting because you're from New Jersey. Pineapple on pizza? Yes. Yes. No. yes. Oh, you're the first, you're the first yes. Person. No, wait, is he? I think he's the first yet. Yeah. I, I think, think he's the, the first, first yes. yes. Pineapple belongs on pizza. Pineapple belongs on pizza. If you're someone... Have you ever, have you ever tried... Oh. Sorry, if you're someone that tells me you don't like savory and sweet, 
you're a liar. <laughs> that's all. That's all it is. It's savory and sweet. And don't get me wrong. I love. Give me a crispy, crunchy piece of pepperoni pizza by itself. I'm in heaven. But I'm lying if I tell you I don't want a little bit of pineapple on it too. Mm-hmm. With the pepperoni. Yeah, give me a little. Mm-hmm. Let's not lie to ourselves. It's got a slight spice. I'm too old for that. Salt, I'm too old to spice, deny my taste sweet. buds. Like, yeah. what am I doing? Why am I trying to front and act like I don't like pineapple on pizza? It's good. <laughs> Enjoy the food. Have can you do so? The jalapenos kind of. Can you do those? Um, or is that not? How I've been. I've been really scared to even test it. To be honest with you, I, I don't know because I I kind of recently discovered yeah. this allergy, mm. so um, wow. I wonder what would happen I if I, I tell you if this. I like didn't get any of the the like oils on my seeds lips and like just went like in the mouth. I'm gonna have to test it. Well, jalapeno <laughs> and pineapple on pizza is is f- like okay. Fire. All right. But I don't. I don't want you to like go hurt yourself. His mouth's gonna be right. right. <laughs> I'm gonna send you a selfie in the hospital. That's like, why, brother. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> looking like Hitch. <laughs> Hope you got an uh, EpiPen ready. Yeah. Where the, then he goes. He goes. What is he? He going? goes in the pharmacy uh, and he drinks the. the he drinks the Benadryl. <laughs> With the sippy straw <laughs> or the bendy straw. Ah. <laughs> uh. Fucking love that. You know a movie I just watched the other night. My my wife had never seen it. I am Legend. Ooh, so really? good. It wasn't as good as I thought it was, but it's still it was still good. I think it's just a great. Oh you know, yeah, the, it's not. It's, it's hard to watch, know. but he is so magnetic. Yeah, he's he's my favorite. Yeah. Will yeah. Smith. Yeah, he's my. It, it's like Will Smith, Denzel, and Jamie Fox are like. Right, that's a right good, there that's with a good, me. That's a good trio. Yeah, Jamie Fox has put out some phenomenal work. He he doesn't miss. Fox. He doesn't yeah. miss, man. Yeah. He, um, I mean, my my favorite entertainer of all time is Robin Williams, but mm-hmm. actors mm-hmm. is Jamie Fox, Denzel, and Will Smith. Like their their body of to... work collectively is like my favorite body of work. I will save this last conversation for yeah. later. I want to actually talk about like you yeah. and acting. Like, how did you get into it and all that stuff? Um, since we're talking about it, uh, my voice. I started. I started okay. doing voiceovers first in Philly. Okay. Like, just like in my closet, I had um, my my older cousin who lives in Dallas. Kind of is a is a big fish in that Dallas voiceover market, and. She was like, hey, I'm working with this client who has this copy they need read and they need a male voice. Do you want to try and read some of this and send it to me? And I sent it and she was like, was that your first take? Like, that was phenomenal. So she she like coached me up and like got me a mic and told me how to to build out my closet so that it would be conducive to voiceover. And I started recording voiceover in my in in my bedroom closet at home. Um, then that led to some radio spots, like just local, local radio, you know, ads, that kind of stuff. Um, discovered there was a whole like 
pay-for-play voiceover kind of deal, like Fiverr, Voice Bunny, Voices One Two Three, that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Met an agent, and he was like, "Yo, like I don't mean to offend you by saying this, but like you're too good good looking to just be doing voiceover. Like you need to be doing, <laughs> yeah. You need to you be on commercials, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah." Um, didn't really think much of that. Like it kind of scared me because I knew that's what I wanted to do. Like I knew that Will Smith was some, something I want to aspire to. Um, so Mm -hmm. someone validating me was almost like off putting, like, don't, you don't get to tell me my dreams. I know my dreams. (laughs) Um, you know, and, and moving to LA just, I mean, it, it, it's everywhere, you know, it was, right. it was easy to trip and fall into an acting class. And that's what I did and linked up with the, my like acting group that I still work with now. Um, Diogo who edits my deer golf videos and some of my other stuff. Okay. Um, and I've been, I've been working mostly commercial since 2017. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And you've been doing a lot of like go- like golf related commercials lately. Is that is that are you you're trying to get more into that space? Or no, golf is golf commercials have been the first commercial I booked was a golf commercial. Uh, really? Yeah, it was for golfnow.com. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then very shortly wow, after, gotta... uh, Bad Birdie. Okay. Okay, yeah. And then after Bad Birdie was uh, so, uh Golf Pass, the app had come out. So okay. so like okay. the the if you go to golfnow.com, they'll like advertise for Golf Pass, which is like the the virtual clubhouse. You can like watch live practice rounds or like you know, that kind of okay. stuff like exclusive access. Yeah. So that came right after Bad Birdie. Taylor made. Taylor made again. Titleist. Um. Most recently, win. Dude, mm-hmm. that commercial. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, thank you, man. That commercial awesome. <laughs> that yeah. commercial's awesome. Yeah. And at this point, I got. <laughs> I love the flash. I got eight under my belt. Stuff. So. Wow. Yeah. My commercial agent's happy. So do you like- <laughs> yeah. Oh, I bet. So what like what is what is your goal with 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 that? Do you want to like eventually branch into TV and and movies, or are you just like, do you well, yeah? Um, my first acting coach told me to ride the horse in the direction that it's going. Right now, the horse is golf content. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I am trying to to stay true to that um i have the unique opportunity to do both though i can turn deer golf into a full-fledged series if i want to where i get to write and i get to act and i get to create golf content Mm -hmm. in my heart of hearts that's what i want to do I, I want to see that become a, a series. Um, down the line, 
my hope is that it opens up opportunities for me to to do some mainstream television and film. Um, but the direction the horse is going is telling me golf. So, all right, yeah. Now, is there is there a certain part of it that you enjoy more? You know, is it the is it the writing side of things? Is it the acting? Is it because you you're kind of like with the deer golf thing, especially you're you're taking that from an idea all the way through. Yeah, my favorite part is rehearsing it. Like, okay. getting my notebook out and like saying a line, and like let me add a thought to that line. Like I could say, um, "Here's my yellow jacket" in like fifteen different ways, just depending on what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's fun to play around with that and like give myself little notes Mm. and like give myself or if a joke hits, I crack myself up if a joke hits. So, (laughs) so if if I, you know, rehearsing and I'm just like sitting there going through and flushing out these ideas, that's the most fun for me because it's, that's the most creative part. I I just let my brain just go haywire and whatever mm-hmm. sticks sticks yeah that's cool man. that's very cool it's cool for us to kind of have these these conversations because our day job is like we we own a a creative agency right. that focuses a lot on video production and we do a lot of commercials so it's cool to like just like have conversations like more like director producer with actor just talk like yeah you know? so it's cool to hear like your side of that you know and you know, we're of like a similar age. A lot of the people that I feel like we've worked with are usually older and, and all that stuff. So I don't know. It's a cool, it's cool to get this perspective. So I don't know. That's awesome. Like what like yeah, when, I, when I'm out that what? way, I gotta, I gotta come your way and, and we gotta, we gotta yeah, shoot some we'll stuff. Have to do something. Dude. Yeah. So that'd be down, awesome. Man. That'd be so Yeah. Cool. Yeah. If you're, when you're ever up in like New Jersey or something, we'll figure, you know, well, I mean, now. my girlfriend's from Boston. I we do visit her family. Oh, that's oh, okay. right. That's right. We do visit her family often, so we'll definitely Where in where in Boston? Um there, let's see. Pop is in Cambridge. Mom is in Somerville. Bro- okay. Brothers in the, yeah, Arlington. Yeah, kind of, those are So Arlington. Oh, Arlington. Yeah. yeah. That that's like real nice, I think, right? Yeah, I mean, they they got a nice spot, so we we yeah. we enjoy visiting oh, yeah. our family for sure. So what's it like, like you know, uh, doing doing like golf commercials? Do like like that like? Because I noticed in that in that that grips commercial, like like do you have to like just hit shots over and over again, or like how does that yes. you know how does that work? Um, <coughs> this so <laughs> so this was the first no second commercial I shot during the pandemic so. Mm-hmm. Um, this was by far the biggest budget, though. So, uh, it, it, yeah, it looked it looked like they had quite a few people yeah. on the crew in some of the behind the scenes stuff you were posting. I'm gonna say two cameras. Uh, the the most interesting ones were like the tight shots where you see me look at the club, and I'm like, there was a camera four feet from my face and a camera like two feet from the side of my face. So, yeah. So it was just interesting. And from this position, you know, 
camera here, camera here. They're like, okay. Yeah, take a full swing. Yeah, they're like, okay, and, and go ahead and swing. And I'm like, how much is this camera again? And- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so there, there were quite a few of those setups. Um, fortunately, the club that they had me swinging, I was hitting straight that day. But yeah. um, they had me hit like perforated balls, like wiffle balls. So okay. oh. aside from where the camera was in my swing, I wasn't too worried about where the balls would go. So that kind of gave me the freedom to swing. they're probably just more or less swing. Just take yeah. a whack at it. Yeah. Because I was, I was also always curious about like that whenever it's like an actor in it. Like they're pro- I, I mean, a majority of the time I feel like whenever I do watch a, a golf commercial, I'm never really seeing a ton of ball flight. And I feel like they're just trying to get like a nice, pretty. Spot. Yeah, yeah. Is from my perspective as like because we don't do and we've never done like a golf spot, yet, you know. So like yet, yes. I'm sure let's, we will. Let's cook yes. something up, <laughs> yes. dude. I'm down. So that, that's it. another thing too is like I, like do a lot are a lot of the people that you work with like the filmmakers, the directors, the DPs, whatever. Are they they have are they golfers no themselves? So they have no idea. idea. See, that's the problem. They have they have no idea. No idea. I figured, especially if somebody's putting a camera yeah, right, um, right here and telling you to take a swing. Like I, I've had a conversation with my agent about that. Like I'm like, I'm happy to book. I'm happy to to work. Um, for the next one though, I think we should negotiate a little bit, considering how much yeah. I have to teach the DP. About golf, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Because <laughs> um, the, like the director will literally like he'll mime something for me. Like, all right, so yeah, you're standing here, you got the club. Like, can I can I see the club? And he'll take it and like, so you're swinging, you're swinging, and then like he almost hits, you know, the sound guy, it, it, uh, uh, doing yeah. a practice swing with no ball. And I'm like, yeah, you don't want to, oh, you don't want to do that there because I was standing directly <laughs> behind you. So you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> So there's like little things like that, that, I mean, I find it funny because clearly oh, the director yeah, knows what sure. he's doing because the shots always come out incredible, but it's, right. it's just, it, he just doesn't. Yeah. When you, when you're holding a, a, a golf club, that's, you know, an extension of, you know, four feet from your body. It's like, okay, well <laughs> you gotta, you gotta be aware of my radius here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um so with with kind of getting into the golf um commercials and everything do you do you plan on like using your platform as well to kind of do more personal branded stuff for companies like do you are you do you want to I guess write stuff more and try and get into this part where you're creating the concepts and everything. That's a great question. I do have some like 15 second spot ideas. Okay. Um, okay. Any, any ideas like that, that come to me, I just have like a little notepad. I'll write them out. Um, I hadn't really mm-hmm. considered what I wanted to do with them though. Uh, whether whether okay. I just wanted to make them myself or, you know, try and get them sold, try and pitch them. Yeah. Um, right. But production's fun to me. 
I love being on set. Yeah. I love being in that like collaborative atmosphere. Um, that's why Diogo and I are such a good team. Like we, yeah. I don't know if you've seen any of our our past work, but like we make some fun out there kind of shit that. Uh, Where, where's the other? St- is it on your YouTube channel? No, or is it, it on a different. Uh, I can send you the link. the The YouTube channel is called Whale Explosion. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, send that. I'd yeah. love to check that stuff. Yeah, out. we. I mean, we make that kind of stuff just just out of the fun of us being on set together and loving to work yeah. together. Just being cool. Yeah. That's yeah. but that's the now, to answer your question. Like right now, it's just fun and creative for me. But yeah. yeah, down the line, that could be something I I get into. Now, did you meet Diogo when you got out yeah. there? Yeah, he met him. At we that. made it. Okay. Yeah, we met. We had taken classes at the same acting studio at different times. Okay. But, uh, so did he? Was he as an actor? Yeah. So he he does both. But he just knows. He okay. does both. He. Um, let's see. I I don't know if I can tell what he booked just yet, but it's big. <laughs> as an actor, he okay, booked something cool. very big that you will see on your screens i'll have to go check i'll have to go dig deeper into his stuff check his um Um, yeah we met at that studio and we've just been he and i just instantly clicked like like soulmates (laughs) yeah um dude this conversation has been awesome and i appreciate you giving us giving us your time today i did do you have any more questions no i'm good I have one more question that I would love to ask you, and I know that I like. Usually, it's what is one thing that you think golf can improve on, but I'm just gonna say what. Like, I just want to hear from you. What do you think golf can improve on? It doesn't have to be one thing. Just in general, what do you think? Like 2021, what are things that we all can do as a golf community to help improve the game for now and for the future? It's a loaded question. <clears throat> it is. It is. It is. If you need it a really, second, really yeah, you know, totally get that. I, I want to answer it in two parts. From okay. from a front office perspective, just hire people of color. Yeah, hire people of color. I've looked at your boardrooms, and it is milk <laughs> it is <Yeah>. it is <laughs> homogenous <laughs> so from front office perspective hire people of color hire women yeah um yeah. that i mean i i believe that instantly shifts the landscape of what we consume as far as a golf content perspective mm-hmm. um from the everyday golfer, range rat, um, you know, non-pro perspective, when you go to the range, either leave the rest of your balls or buy a small bucket if you see a woman or if you see a mm. kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. I love that. Love that. Yeah. I always do yeah. that. If I... If I've got ten balls left and I pure a seven iron, I can hang my hat on that and go. Yeah. And if I see a kid down there, ten times out of ten, I'm giving him the rest of my balls. I'm gonna start doing that. 
I love that. Well, the range at our yeah, yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna start tuning that. That's it. Those, those are my 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 two part answer. <laughs> you think that you think? Do you think that the getting the youth involved is like very important? For sure. And how we go about that? For sure. Um, I wish I had known how many opportunities were in the golf industry. Like not, you know, you we look at golf and we're like, oh, like either you're a professional golfer or you're a caddy or you like work at Titleist or something. Yeah. Um, yep. But there are so many career paths within the golf industry that it's true that kids don't know about. Um, right. And one of them, and I think the easiest thing that kids can get involved with from an early age is caddying, so that they mm-hmm. know, so that they're around golf and are comfortable around golf and golfers, um, mm-hmm. and so that you. You know, pick up some some gems, some tips, some business acumen, even just how to communicate with adults. Like yeah. caddying, I think opens up the 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 window of possibility for a kid, whether they want to play or whether they just want to work in the industry. If you're caddying, that means that the person's bag that you're carrying is of you know of value. To society in some capacity knows somebody who knows somebody who can help you do something that you're interested in yeah because at the end of the day even if you don't want to be involved in golf the skills you learn on how to relate to people and talk mm-hmm. to people on the course and you know how to carry yourself will translate into anything else that you want yeah, to there's do. a lot of good aspects about golf that you can that people can learn absolutely from. Absolutely, and I, it's something I wish I like didn't overlook as a kid. Like I, I knew caddying yeah. was a possibility, but I was like, oh well, like I want to play. So <laughs> why, right. why would I spend time mm-hmm. with the course if I'm not playing? Why would I want to? Why do I want to carry some? Right. <laughs> There's my lady. Come on in. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Hey, man. Thank you again for like your time. We really do appreciate you. Uh, we appreciate everything that you're doing and I can't wait to see where you go this year and, and beyond, man. So thank you, Justin Burke. Thank you, gentlemen. This was fun. Thank you. And anytime you want to chat, hopefully we get a chance to do it again soon. I hope so, man. And, And when we're on the East coast, I'll be sure to hit you up. Please do. Please do.